Now, I know I embarrassed myself in front of all my family members last week with the talk of squirting. Yep. But hi, hi oh. everyone, by the way. Are we back on sex chat again? Rebs, we can't do back-to-back. Ep- yes, we can do back-to-back episodes on sex. Well, have you heard of vabbing? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Vabbing? Have you heard of it? No. What is it? It's where you dab. Oh, let's say it's like applying perfume, but the source is your no. No. vagina. No. No. <laughs> On your no, no! You, you put it on your scent points and it's supposed to attract a mate through pheromone. Just an FYI DLs, when Rev says you dab it or vab it <laughs> on your scent points, yeah. she is touching the nape of her neck on either side of her trachea. Oh if god. You will. <laughs> How medical. <laughs> Alright, esophagus, if you prefer. Vab your esophagus, guys. It's a real vibe. But how does one feel about putting vagina juice? <laughs> Let's call it what it is. Yeah. It's vagina. In the nape of your neck. Look, I heard it on my new favorite podcast, The Hookup, Triple J's The Hookup. Um, The Zoomers are doing it. They're not. They are. They're doing it. They're out there peacocking and calling and like, (laughs) (laughs) smell my pheromones, take me home. But what, like my vab juice... Not not vab juice, vag juice. You know, there'd be some windows where it would be appropriate for vabbing, like say the more watery seasons. But then there's straight up clag glue. Then there's ovulation. That's like pasting snot on your slugging. (laughs) Slugging. Let's shut this down and start the episode, please. I don't know. I think the DLs kind of love it. Are we shutting it? DLs, do you vab? Have you had success? No. You know what we're going to do? Slide into my DMs. We're going to put up a poll. A poll. To vab or not to vab? <laughs> that, that is, is the question. question. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma. I can't get Vabby out of my brain. I'm sorry. I just know. Gemma Vabby. Okay, fuck the intro this week. I'm Gemma Peanut. This is Kate Rebs. You know that. Back to Vabbing. Vagina odours. I just, what would you do? you're straight, so you're not into them. Okay, okay. Okay. All right. Let's flip it. Let's flip it. Let's Uno reverse card this shit. Oh my God, okay? no. What would you do if you walked past a guy <laughs> and he stank of semen and you're like, bro, what the fuck? And he's like, what? I, 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 I was going to say jab, but what's a jizz? Jabbing. I was jabbing as in jizz dabbing on my, on my side. I don't think it works the same. Wouldn't it? No, because that's like the end of the expression. Okay. The pheromone. Cock cheese. <laughs> I just scraped a bit of cock cheese. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I'm gonna die. <laughs> smell is so important. I agree. Have you ever been with somebody like, oh, this does not smell right? I must be related to them distantly or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, smell is everything. It is, but yeah. so just get it done. Put your uh, most overt smells out there. I, I, I'm not. Look, I personally don't think I'll vab. Thank you. And. I love my husband. I love the perfume he sprays. I love the deodorant he wears. I don't like his BO. Oh, you don't? No. I don't like anyone's BO. Oh, I've been like hard into a person's natural smells before. Their natural stank? Yeah. Yeah. Gross. No, Gross. no. I hate I my think own you, stank. No, I think it's Rebs, my, I you love hate, you. You hate your own stank. Yeah, I do. I fucking 
Babe. I get really self-conscious when I get a bit of BO. Yeah, right. And I think everyone can smell it. And I do the armpit squeeze, which yep. causes more BO because <laughs> then there's no oxygen getting in there to aerate it. Like, and here's Gem's anxiety. Listen to me spiral. I'm, no, I'm like into like a man smell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm so fucking straight. Oh, God. I'm You're like, so fucking single. I'm so <laughs> fucking single. <laughs> so fucking straight. Just a horny divorcee. <laughs> What are we talking about today? Well, do you know what's on trend? What? New trend alert. Oh, new trend alert. Ding, ding, ding. Bit of a manicure trend. Okay. Okay. It's called negative space manicures. Yeah. Oh, you don't seem into it. Yeah. Well, talk it up. You know what? No, 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 no. Do your thing. No. Context. Give a bit of backstory. Paint the picture. And I'll slay. You know what, Revs? I already know where we're going with this. It's going to be like fucking balayage all over again where you shit and balayage. And me as a brunette loves the low maintenance of balayage. Okay, you know what, DLs? Hear me out. Let's talk about negative space manicures. Here so we go. Here we go. Negative space manicures, I'll try and describe the visual. Fuck audio platforms sometimes. If you imagine where the nail art is designed so that the bottom half of your nail, so the section away from your cuticle, has all the color, but that the top half, now this can be done on a diagonal, it can be done in a wave, but the top half is deliberately designed to look like the flesh the natural nail the natural nail yeah thank you so it's like you've got a bare nail down the bottom and some kind no, of no, design the bare nail up the top near the cuticle and then a design down no. the bottom Otherwise, yes no so when it grows out it just keeps going yeah because it's natural up the top what that, okay. you call that the top of your yes. nail okay stop <laughs> Okay, stop. No. Okay, this is blue and white dress versus gold and black. <laughs> That's not the top of your nail. Yes. That is the base of your nail. No, your call- cuticle is the base. Top is the You're beginning. You're high. No. You are high. No. I disagree. For me, that's the top. <laughs> DLs, gems, having a stroke. Live I- on the podcast. Babe, no. Okay. Base. Okay. The cuticle, touch your cuticle. Yep. It's the base of your nail. I call that the top. No, because you get French tips. Tip is not the same as top. It's not tip top. Yes, it is. Where's the tip of something? It's at the top. If, no, if, it's if, not. if a man said to you just the tip, he's just putting the top of his dick in. He's <laughs> not putting the shaft in bottom first. Jeff's <laughs> on the floor. Jeff's literally on the floor. I fell down. <laughs> Thank I, you. I concede. Wow. I can't. What? I can't. What is happening? I can't compete with that. Okay. Like, like, like that analogy just slayed. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bow down, <laughs> bitches. Touche, motherfucker. Touche. Start again. Okay. A negative space manicure. Okay. Is where the base of your nail, which is the top. All right. Shut up. Don't confuse them. <laughs> The base of your nail close to your cuticle is like bare or nude, like your natural nail. And the design happens at the top, like a French manicure, but it can be nail art, colors, on a diagonal. Tip. Let's call it the tip and the base. (laughs) I don't think you can confuse tip and the base. I'm crying. Oh my God. And your Botox is not letting your face move. And it's like tears are leaking out of your eye holes. Kim K, right? You see, you're Kim I'm K. that meme. You're Kim K. Oh, God. Okay. You're memeing right now, live okay. on the body. Now, <coughs> the reason why I love this negative space manicure is that the concept behind it is that as it continues to grow out... She's lost her enthusiasm. <laughs> the nail design is still rich with colour mm-hmm. at the tip of the nail 
and the base in the same way balayage works when you're a brunette it just beautifully grows out now I'm a low maintenance gal I love this shit I'm onto this trend I'm into it I don't even want to ask you your thoughts because we all know where you stand why do you have to hate on negative space now art because it's good in theory but it looks chat in real life disagree so first of all the nude they use on your nail who's they <laughs> the manicurist there are 50 shades of nude you exactly. must have seen one you know picture. what shade it isn't your natural nail color so when it starts to grow out and you're like oh look it just keeps growing out and can go forever no no there's the matte natural nail and then there's a line and then there's the shiny bubble bath or whatever dumb fucking shade they've used to be nude right then up top if it happens to me i used to do the colorful you know when we were like for five seconds we were into that colorful french mani yeah it's still a thing no no, no 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 you move too quickly through trends i'm not okay with it keep up bitch. you're keep a problematic up. person <laughs> where everyone else <laughs> is trying to catch up They've invested in all the cool shit and then Revs comes down and shits on it and says it's not cool anymore. Well, stop. I'm, I'm sorry to burst your uncool mum <laughs> bubble. The friendship starts to grow beyond your natural... What do you call the white line of your natural nail? <laughs> the, the tip. <laughs> <laughs> The colour grows beyond that and your white line of your natural nail, the tip starts to come through and then you've got four segments. You've got the nail art up the top. You've got the natural white line tip coming through. You've got the bubble bath, shiny bit, and then you've got your cunty natural nail. Coming up last and now your nails are fucked. You have to go get them done just as quickly, if not quicker, than just getting a shellac mani. I'm not here for it. Shut it down! Hold the phone. Why are your white nails yeah. coming through under the fucking nail polish? What kind of mutant nails? You're like fucking Wolverine for your nails. I do have exceptional you natural do. nails. You do. Okay, you know what? You're an outlier. Fuck off. You're not part of this conversation anymore. Fine. You guys do what you want. I'll be over here having cool nails. <laughs> and good hair. <laughs> You wear your skinny jeans. Fuck you. And your balayage. Fuck you. And your dumb nails. Fuck you. I'll see you at the park. Well, <laughs> I can't wait to go and book in my negative space manicure and share it with the DLs and get all the likes. Oh my God. I, you tried to troll me on Instagram. When? And I just didn't participate and it really shut down. It was when? Good. When? <laughs> After my birthday, you yeah. put up my green dress and yeah. you're like, help me out, DLs. Revs is anti-cutout, but what do we see her wearing? Is this a cutout? 87% agreed okay. with me. I went into a the poll, DMs. No, a poll does not lie. <laughs> I went into the DMs. Fuck the DMs. There were plenty of people on my side saying okay. cleavage is an acceptable spot to show flesh. You know how anti-vaxxers... <laughs> oh, fuck off. Fuck off, man. No, listen. Mate. No, you know how anti-vaxxers are the minority, but they're really loud? <laughs> so are cutout proponents? So are people who like a bit of cleavage? Correct. Oh, no, no, the pro-cutouts who are like, no, 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 that's not a cutout. That's a keyhole. I'm like, fuck off with your keyhole. I wasn't showing my left hip bone on my right rib cage. It's boobies. But it's acceptable okay. to put boobies on the table. Hold on. Someone gave me a great... Theory. Just watch this confirmation bias in action, DLs. Go. She said, Revs's dress mm. would still be a beautiful dress without the keyhole. Therefore, the keyhole was an active add-in, the design, aka cutout. You're a hypocrite. It's okay. <laughs> You're a thirsty hypocrite. We, we love you for we it. We love you for it. And 87% of people agree with me. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, I'm gonna find something and troll you just so you can see how it feels. Birthday trolls. Love you. Love you. Well, you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? <laughs> I have to make a retractment. Retraction. <laughs> I really am having a stroke today. <laughs> I have to make a retraction. Yeah. You know how I had that really like woke reframe about my husband's job and how he's like away more and miss him. It's going to reignite the passion in your romance. Yeah. Look, I hate my husband's new job. <laughs> like hate it with a passion. I am three weeks deep into him fucking working for the man. Mm-hmm. They're getting their pound of flesh. Mm-hmm. And I have done every single daycare drop-off, every single daycare pickup, and every single bedtime, bath time, fucking read a book, dinner time routine, solo. <sighs> have you put a cap on it? What do you mean? Is there a week? Like, have you said, okay, you can have the first month to, like, go hard, establish yourself, get in there, and then I want... 50-50 again? Look, I would like to think that starting a new job is like, oh, a month of like settling in and then no. He has so much to learn. He's come home every day. So I'll just do you know what? A lot of the DLs have asked us revs for a day in the life. Yes. Yes, they have. And we've always been like, no, that's way too indulgent. Yes. No one cares to yes. hear about the day in our lives. They want to talk about broader topics. But DLs, will you indulge us? Let us indulge you indulging us. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Day yep. in the life. So husband wakes up at Sparrows. What's Sparrow? At the moment, he's like waking up at 4am with anxiety over his new job. Oh, but we will no. just ignore that part. That's standard, I yeah. think. Yeah, you know, he's <laughs> standard middle-aged anxiety. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And he has said to me that this new job is like learning a new language mm-hmm. from scratch. Wow. But he gets out of bed at six, has a shower, and then he's pretty much out the door fucking really early. Like, let's say 7, 7.30. So he's gone. So then I get up, I feed the kids You get up at 7.30? No, 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 no. Yeah. (laughs) Rafa was up at five. Yeah, right. But I normally give her reading eggs to play on my phone in bed next to me, and I just keep sleeping. Iggy's our dream sleeper. But anyway, I get up, give them breakfast, get them off to school, getting them dressed. Mm. That's the bit that I wish Hubs could do before he left. Yeah. But everyone's still in bed and not kind of ready to start the day anyway the getting dressed part have you laid the clothes out the night before and then he can just put them in well you're gonna still have to put them on i think but can like tuesday night gem help wednesday morning gem by just laying out on the couch downstairs or wherever you get them dressed it's a really good idea their outfits socks that's what i do with the uniforms every night i'm gonna start doing that i lay on the back of the couch because my kids get this is odd now that i'm saying it out loud my kids get changed in the living room in the morning so do mine oh every day so i lay out their uniforms socks and they know where their shoes are. They're in the shoe basket. Mm-hmm. So they know they have to put them on. Sometimes I come out from waking up and they've put them on. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But sometimes I'm like, come on, uniforms on, uniforms on. Yeah. 28 times and they'll finally do it five minutes before we leave. But I lay them out so I'm not looking for socks. I'm not looking for mm. the white or the green shirt. I'm not looking for the jumper. It's all there and done. I'm going to start doing that. Yeah, it really helps. And I actually think... What? Am I a good mum? You are. That's a real good mum move, I have I to say. I can feel the halo. <laughs> All right, calm down. <laughs> no, that really went to my head real fast. Real fast. Real fast. <laughs> Let me clip those wings. <laughs> um, do you know what I also love about this laying out of the clothes is like Hubs might take it as me trying to send a passive aggressive message. Oh, two birds, one stone. And if he then goes, all right, Jim, I'll change them. <laughs> that would be even better. All right, I'll work towards that. So anyway, get them fed. Pack what time bags. are we at now? So 8 a.m. You have to leave we, at 8. We leave at 8. Yep. Take the kids to daycare. And then I start work at nine. Yeah. Now, taking the kids to daycare doesn't take an hour. Yeah. But what do I do? I come home, 
put on a load of washing, mm-hmm. do a bit of a tidy up, just all the domestic stuff because I'm just one of those people who cannot work in utter chaos. Yep. I can't work at a dining table when across the room all the couch cushions have been pulled off and built into a fort, <laughs> which is basically what Rafa does every uh-huh. morning. Drives me crazy. But anyway, so I do that. So 9 a.m., I sit down at my desk, I start work. Oh, my God, are we really doing this? Like We're a, doing day in, a day in the life? Lean on in. Okay, lean on in. If this is not for you, like, skip the app. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, fast forward to... <laughs> We're responding to the eight and a half DLs who put on the <laughs> Facebook group that they wanted to know this. This is for you guys. Don't say we don't do anything for you. <laughs> And then my team arrive and then all three of us, we sit around the desk and we do like a whip, yep. which is a work in progress for those who don't know that term. And I've got like a whiteboard on my window and we sort of have a bit of a debrief about who's doing what, what's due, what's coming up, what do we need to work on? And then we just get to work. It's mm-hmm. lovely. So that's my day. Then I go and pick up the kids at five. Five. So I work through till five. So yep. nine to five. Very typical. Yep. Very cliche, but here we are. Bring them home and then it's on. It's, it's on. steamroll. You everyone knows the witching hour. And then it's hell. the Normandy landing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucked. Then it's dinner, negotiation. Shoveling food in faces, wiping shit off the floor, wrestling with some Netflix app that's not giving you the show you need yesterday to yep. keep your screaming toddler to shut up and eat. Constant negotiations with Rafa about why she can't have an ice cream on a Tuesday. <laughs> negotiations to get the kids' clothes off, to get them in the bath, negotiations to get them out of the bath. Then there's the fight about what book they want to read Rafa wants to read three Iggy wants to read one five times to do with (laughs) helicopters and fucking airplanes and then of course is the fight to get them to bed yeah now hubs comes home bang on 7 p.m now okay and that's when they go to bed once upon a time in his previous job he worked from home pretty much every day most days 90 percent of the days and he was literally out the office door and by office I mean study Mm -hmm. nook at 5 p.m yeah so you had Double the manpower. Double double the manpower. But now he rolls in at seven. What's for dinner, babe? (laughs) Well, no. He's on dinner duty for us. But he comes in. He's like, oh, I miss the kids. (laughs) Or he texts me on the way home. And he goes, hey, babe, I'm on the ferry. Can you keep the kids up so I can say goodnight? So then he walks in the door. And then it's like, daddy! It's that high energy. And it's another half hour. And do you know what I do? I go, hey, babe, give him a kiss, like a piss weight kiss. Because, I, you know, I've got to perform yeah. how hard this life is. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He'll be like, hey, baby, how's your day? And I go, fine. <laughs> like a true teenager. Yeah, I'm a real martyr over here. Yeah. Big time. Um, give him a lukewarm kiss. Let him know that I'm disgruntled. <laughs> let him know I hate his guts. <laughs> And then I go, I'm tapping out. That's what I always say. I'm tapping out. Yeah. And then I go downstairs and I put the TV on and I put my feet up. This is when you would normally pour yourself a large glass of wine. What do you, what do you consume? Content on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Just a tall glass of content. Mm, (laughs) Delicious. I literally sit down, turn on the TV and scroll on Instagram. Ah, those dopamine receptors (laughs) flooding in. Love it. Everyone will notice that I probably like, like their content. Yeah, 7pm 7 7 on the dot. And then Hubs gets them to bed. It can be a bit of a fight with Rafa. She often likes to come down and like try her luck mm-hmm. to see if she can stay I'm up. thirsty. Yeah, I'm hungry. Can I have a banana? Can no, I have a you yogurt? can't have a fucking banana yeah. at 7 o'clock. It's aggressive. And then Hubs and I have dinner always in front of the TV. Because again, got to kill two birds with one stone. God forbid we have a conversation Fuck about our day. Yeah. But we're both 
so empty. And then, you need to continue on the performance. Like, you know, this is act two. <laughs> I hate you. I'm going to watch Hunted and eat this Masaman curry that you made. You don't even have the energy to argue. And this is a thing. Like, I've gone into this knowing that it's my turn to support his career goals yes, and yes. aspirations. He did it for me last yep. year. Yeah. And I take one for the team. Exactly. So it's just like a good person thing to do in a relationship (laughs) to support someone in their new ambitious venture. Exactly. And I'm not, I don't want to whinge. I don't want to complain. He knows (laughs) I've had a hard day. You don't? No. I, I mean, to him. Oh, right, right, right. No, no, no. I'll whinge, no, no, on, the, no, no. I'll whinge <laughs> on the podcast. You don't want to whinge to him. You want to passive aggressively wear him down <laughs> day by day with your grunts and moans. Exactly. Yeah, okay. But he doesn't have much to say to me either. Yeah. He also hates you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going so well. <laughs> you know what I don't have time for? Marriage. <laughs> Fuck it. Oh, God. I'm so glad that Hans and I are stable enough in our relationship. You don't need to do this No, part. no, no. I've got, I've got, no. He will appreciate me doing this. Okay, he would be right. upset because okay. there would be a part of him who you never know. In a blue moon, he might land on this episode and he'll be like, babe. He'd hit me up. He'd be like, Rev's gem caught divorce from you. <laughs> I thought you were supposed to isolate for 14 days when you have divorce. Oh, dear. You've got to wear a mask around oh, my wife. God. <laughs> So this is your day in life. What time do you go to bed? How long do you zombie out with content? We have our shows that we like to watch. So Mm -hmm. we watch those. We usually watch TV till about nine Mm o'clock and then we call it bedtime and then we both go upstairs. To your separate rooms. To our separate rooms. And where do you say goodnight? Actually, Hubs always comes in and gives me a cuddle and a kiss. He tucks you in? He tucks me in. Oh. Sometimes he goes to bed before me if I have some work I have to catch up on, which, you know what business owner life is. You don't ever get to switch off, but sometimes I'm working late. But yeah, generally speaking, he comes in and gives me a kiss and a cuddle. How lame is work? (laughs) Can we all give it up? It's really not a value add. (laughs) Can life just be free? Yeah. What's going on? I know. It's lame, but it's just for a season. He's not going to be the new kid on the block forever. He just really wants to impress. Of course. Other than that, I don't (laughs) complain. I just go, what are we having for dinner? What do you want to watch? What are you making me? (laughs) I'm so supportive. What are you making me for my support? Whatever. He gets folded socks and undies in his wardrobe, okay? Aw. Yeah. We're a team. We make it work. So nine-ish? 9.30, I'm always in bed. Do I fall asleep at 9.30? It varies. It depends what's going on in my brain. You're always still on comms at 11. Revs, we text at 11 (laughs) all the time. I send you a voice note around 11. I'm like, hey, babe, um, I was just thinking. And then I like instantly get one back. And then we're like voice noting for half an hour. We may as well have called each other. And you know what's funny is every time we voice note each other at 11, we get mad at each other for still being awake. There's about three voice notes that's like, why are you awake? awake? (laughs) And then we forcibly send each other to bed. It's lovely. It's It's cute. lovely. I love it. You. We're so codependent. I know, we really are. Okay, and then around 11, you go to sleep, yep. wake up at, at five and do it all again. Yeah, okay. that's kind of a day in our life. So boring. I don't think it is boring. No. I think it was well, typical. You want to cross check, right? Against what other people are doing. Yeah. To make sure you're not completely not adulting yourself yeah. and doing it wrong. What about you, Revzy? Now, yours is a bit more interesting because you have a day in the life with kids mm-hmm. and then a day in the life without. And they're very different. Yeah, so talk us through. Okay, I need to break this down into three different versions. Oh, wow. Because I have my my weekday mm. without kids. Yep. Work day without kids. Yep. I have my weekday with the kids. Yep. And then I have alternate weekends. Oh, who do you think you are? We don't want to hear about your weekends. This is a day in the life. Pick one day. Dude, you want to hear about my Saturday without kids because it's fucking goals. <laughs> like even I sit there and I'm like, 
how did I get this? Like, what did I do to deserve this day? What shade of green am I right now? Bright. Very envious of your. All right, I'll leave out. I'll leave out the like every second divorce mum Saturday, which is elite, by the way. If you want to go for cocktails at two p.m. on a Saturday, you can. You slide into my DMs. I'm available. (laughs) Anyway, okay. So during the week, so the first half of the week, the tip of the week, (laughs) (laughs) or the base, (laughs) depends how you look at it. The start of the week, yep. I don't have my kids and I go hard with work. Yeah. So I'm up early. I try and go to 6 a.m. Pilates or do a swim. Mm-hmm. I'm done by 7. 7 o'clock I get dressed. I'm in the car by 7.30 commuting to start work. <laughs> Sorry. Am I boring you? <laughs> Sorry. TLs. I just... um. <laughs> I just... Sounds like you did a fanny fart. I tried to sneakily open a bottle of Coke. <clears throat> I've got dry throat. Okay. Have a drink. I'll keep, wait. Keep talking. I'll wait. No, this is not cool content. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. Where was I? Sorry, 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 sorry. And go. So I wake up at quarter to six. I do my exercise at six. I'm done by seven. Get dressed, get in the car. I'm at work by nine. I do a regular office day, nine till six. Oh, okay. Because I don't have kids to rush back and pick up. So you try and smash it out. So I do yeah. like an extended day. Sometimes it's seven. I'm still in the office. Yeah. I actually, it's quite an indulgence for me to not have that race home mm. at the end of the day. And everyone else is racing home and leaving the office and I actually get two solid, I was going to say, that's really probably good your most productive window because there's not people needing anything from you, there's asking no you questions. Yeah. yeah. And then also I get to miss the peak hour traffic coming oh, home. So I just zoom home. That's awesome. Um, if I haven't done exercise in the morning, I will do it when I get home, mm-hmm. cook myself dinner, watch TV. I don't go to bed till near midnight. Yeah. I just... I love that time of the day. It's mine, you know? I can scroll, I can watch stuff, I can call. Like, one of my best mates lives in the UK. We have regular chats. It's her morning. Mm -hmm. We talk then on FaceTime. I text, you know, scroll hinge, whatever's going on. (laughs) You know, it's my time, and I'm not even slightly ready to hit the hay until... 11 30 mm. i know it's too late i know it's not enough sleep we all get that guilt where we're like oh god do you ever do the roundup i'm always like oh it's 10 to 11 okay 10 more minutes and then yeah, yeah bedtime yeah. and then it's like suddenly five past 11 then i go oh well uh, by 11 30 i'll be like semi asleep by quarter to 12 and then how many hours and do i six get hours? That's, fine. <laughs> that's, that's fine that's fine it's fine six hours is fine i can function on that and the next minute i can function on four yeah yeah yeah, yeah. four's fine yeah. <laughs> as you zombie out the yeah. door Yes, I know it's not enough sleep, but I I feel like when you've had a non-sleeper or just kids, when you've had children, it's like training for a marathon. You can function on less sleep and you don't need as much. And I do catch up on my kid-free weekends. I'll have a sleep in. Oh, dream. What a bitch. So yeah. And then when I do have the kids. Yes. Talk us through a day in the life. So you do have them. So Wednesdays and Thursdays. I pick them up Wednesdays. So I have. Hang on. Sorry. So you pick them up Wednesdays from school. So after school on Wednesdays, they go to art. I pick them up from their art class at 5.30. I've usually made some kind of dinner, Mm -hmm. like bolognese or fried rice or whatever. I'll have everything ready in the fridge so that, or, but if I haven't, if I've just had a big work week, I just haven't got around to it. I've just been a lazy bitch. We'll go to Coles on the way home because they're five and seven. So they can handle a quick trip to the supermarket on the way home. We'll cook dinner. That night goes really quick. And it's a really weird night, Wednesday nights, because it's like, you know, that feeling when you come back from a holiday mm. where you have to recalibrate back into routine. Yeah. They have that every week from their dad's twice, to yours. you yeah. know, they have to recalibrate back to my house and then recalibrate back to his house. And I'm very committed to making the space for that. Mm. So they don't get into bed at seven. 
on a Wednesday because I just, I'm not going to rush them. And I put my phone away and I'm with them at dinner and I'm checking in. How was your week? How's your day? Thursday, I'm done with that shit. <laughs> I'm like, eat your fucking dinner and brush your teeth and get into the fucking bed, you assholes. You know? But Wednesday night, I make space. <laughs> and we often put music on and it's lovely. We have yeah. a bath and they're usually not. And also you've missed them. I have you fucking ha- missed them. And if them. it wasn't your weekend with them, you by that point, you haven't seen them for four days. Yeah, sometimes five. Yeah. So I love that. And then we read stories. I tuck them into bed. And they're usually in bed by around eight on a Wednesday. Mm. So they wake up Thursday morning and it's the usual. I've put my uniforms out. My kids wake up around 6, 6.30 now, which is luscious. I'm so jealous. And wait for it. <gasps> they make their own breakfast. Oh. They put their own TV on. Oh, this is dirty. So, Keep talking. So actually my days where the kids are home and I'm not commuting are wow. a little bit more relaxed because we live a five minute walk from school. So we don't leave the house till like five to nine. Oh man. So I get up at eight. Oh I don't even know what that feels like. It's new and it's lush. Wow. So they feed themselves breakfast, they'll put the TV but on. But are you awake while they're doing yeah, all these things? I, but you're just well, lounging. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I didn't go to bed till midnight, so I'm still kind of dozy. But usually I'm in bed just having a scroll or yeah. reading my emails for the day or like, you know, getting Reading on. your emails yeah. for the day. Do you not do that? Gross habit. No, mine's nine AM. Oh no, I like will open my inbox first before oh. Instagram or anything. No way. I for me I open my inbox when I'm sitting at my laptop. Oh no, I like I've to got... look at my calendar and get a sense of what's on for the day. And... Calendar I can. Yeah. No, calendar I I always look on my phone, but never my inbox. Yeah, right. Because emails require a considered reply. It's not like a DM or a text message. And so I can't look at them until I have the space to sit down and craft a proper response yeah. or, or think about it a bit I will more. often, is this scintillating? I will often read it. <laughs> I will often. I just zoomed out. We're talking Wait about. Wait you hear what I'm about to say. I will often read an email, go, ah, that requires a considered response. Mark it unread and pop it away. Okay. But I just like to have a sense of what my day is going to entail. Mm. So I get up at eight. I yell at them 17 times to put their uniforms and shoes on. I pack their lunches, put them in their bags. We leave the house at five to nine them at school and I start work just after nine because yeah. again it's a five minute walk to school so on the days you have the kids you work from home I work from home that's so good did you negotiate that with your job well I just yes I bit of both so mm. we have standard office days so the whole team is in the office on the same days yeah and that's how I've worked my custody so and, and luckily it worked really well with my baby daddy when mm-hmm. his office days are the opposite oh perfect which is just like thank you universe wow. it worked out really well Yeah, so then I work from home Thursday, Friday and pick them up from school and then we do dinner and everything. And then if it's my on weekend with them, I'll pick them up again on Friday and we'll have the weekend together. If it's my off week, I'll drop them off on Friday morning, give them a kiss and a cuddle and I won't see them till Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, so it really varied. Yeah, But we're in the swing of it now. So good. Yeah, we're really finding a groove. This is working much better than week on, week off. Week on, week off was... Too it's long. too long. It was Seven, too long for everybody. Days, yeah. yeah, it's too long to solo parent back mm. to back. Like mm. it's very exhausting and you get snippy and like even though you have a whole week off, which sounds luscious, the week on is just too much. Yeah. But then a week away from them is too much. Yeah. So it, this is working really, really well for so us. So good. Yeah. Good. Well, there you go. I love that. Like the basically, it was we wake up around seven, <laughs> go to bed around eleven, <laughs> start work at nine. What a revelation! But hang on, something you didn't touch on mm. is 
is... Did you set, mention after school care? Yeah. So they have things after school every yeah. day. Because what I wanted to say is that on our podcast record days, mm. which is every Thursday, yes. Revs and I start work at nine. We have a team meeting straight off the bat. We actually don't really plan our episodes like in advance. We literally go, what should we talk about? Today, yeah. And then map out a loose episode guide. But we always go off piece. Yeah, always. <laughs> always go rogue. And then we get straight into recording the full app and then we record Bestie Hotline. Spoiler alert, we're not recording at 3am no. on a Friday morning to put the episode out at 5 to that DL who wanted to troll us about being inauthentic, about it not being a Friday. And then we wrap up before 3 so we can pick up the kids at yeah, school hours. So we yeah. pick up the kids and that, that works really well for both of us. It's a lightning day, but it works. We cram it in, don't we, babe? We do, we cram it in. Do you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? Love you all so much, but I get, I reckon, mm, 400 DMs a minute. <laughs> I'm no exaggeration. <laughs> about how do I put my kids in the same bedroom? Ah, uh, it's a juicy topic. So I'm just going to put it here. Great idea. And you can... don't have time for it? Or you I don't, don't have, time have time for those people? No, I love those people. I don't have time to answer you all. So I'm putting it in one place. Smart. I don't know if you know this, guys, but I'm very busy and important. <laughs> and thank you for taking an interest in my life. I'm full of regret already. I retract. No, no, we're going to explore this because yes. I'm considering putting my kids in the same room. Ooh, you've got... Yeah, you should. Yeah. Okay, so my kids have slept in the same bedroom since Teddy was 18 months old. Wow. Yeah. Teddy was 18 months old and Isla was four. Mm -hmm. So as we all know, Isla didn't sleep till she was five. How the hell did you navigate that? So it was a big move to do, but Teddy slept like a log and he literally could put him on top of a spinning plate in the middle of a loud pub and he'd stay asleep. Do you know what I mean? The legend. Love those kinds of babies. So good. So we moved into a new flat. We were living in the UK at the time in Edinburgh. We moved into a new flat and we wanted a home office. So we're like, we could give the kids a room each or we could put them in together and have a home office. We decided for the office. So we got bunk beds, but Teddy was still in a cot. So we got bunk beds that were a floor bed on the bottom, mm-hmm. bunk on the top, the Ikea Minin, if you know it. And we had the cot next to the bunks. Now was Isla on the bottom or the top bunk? She was on the top. Teddy was in the cot. And then we thought Ted can kind of choose because it's a floor bed. He can kind of like stay in his cot if that worked. We kind of had both options there. Yeah. And we thought, and then eventually he can go on the bottom bunk, right? Or he can like pick night to night where he wants to sleep. So the first night was wild. Oh, God. Teddy climbed out of his cot up to the top bunk and jumped off. Oh God, that's so stressful. Isla like could not sleep. She was so excited. She was up and down and we regretted everything we'd done. Mm. Night two, both fine. Like it was literally night two. that quick. So the novelty wore off one night. Wow. It was absolutely fine. It's kind of like you just got to tell them this is how it is and they adapt. Yeah. If they wake up, they still just run into our room. Do you know what I mean? They weren't waking each other up, which was my fear. Oh, so they didn't run in together at the same time. No. So one would just wake up, leave the other one. Yeah. They'd be like, hey, Teddy, let's go. Well, that's my fear, right? I think that's everyone's fear. Every parent's fear is that one kid's going to wake the other one. Yeah. It just doesn't happen in my experience. It doesn't happen. I'm sure people will slide in and tell me about how their toddler wakes their four-year-old or whatever. But for me, it was like, it was the same kind of thing. And, it, and same thing if Teddy woke up, which he didn't really. But if he did, it wouldn't wake Isla. Oh, so good. Yeah. My one thing is like, 
I would give a designated space to each child within the bedroom. Yeah, the so it doesn't bedroom. have to be a big space, but just so in my current room, they both have a king single separated by a bedside table, just one bedside table that yep. they share. So it's got a lamp on it and they, you know, all their shit. They've each got a windowsill. So they've really claimed that, the that like one by two space. Yeah. So the windowsill, they can do whatever they want, have whatever they want on there. That is their little shelf. They can have any bedding they want. Now, this would hurt you probably because it's not curated. Like Teddy has blues and greens and Isla has pinks and oranges. Well, if it's tonal blues and greens <laughs> and tonal pinks and oranges, I'm okay with that. I've just said you have whatever you want on your bed. Mm-hmm. They literally put posters up. They like design That's and stick so posters cute. up next to their side of the bed. But they fully own their side, side. of the room. Yeah. They're only five and seven, so they don't need privacy. Mm. Yet, yeah, they're lovely. I listen to them chatting as they go off to sleep, and oh, they say really like, sweet. "Good night, Isla. Good night, Teddy. Love you, love you." You know, like Aww. it's sweet, and they feel. I know they feel safe. Yes, to have each other. That they've got their mate there. That's the one draw card for me. Yeah. Because Rafa has the biggest room in our house. Yeah, just by chance, her bedroom happens to be the biggest footprint. And she gets scared. She needs lights on in the hallway. She needs her door wide open. Mm -hmm. And Iggy, who used to be really content with sleeping in a pitch black room with the door closed, now that he's two and a half, he's started getting night terrors and now he needs his door open. Mm. And I just always felt that they would feel that sense of security if they shared a space. And Rafa's room could fit two king singles very comfortably. Very easily. I remember that feeling Mm. of wanting my sister. It's like your first best friend. Mm. You know, like it's like, and especially for my kids who are going through their parents' divorce, they are there constant. Mm. You know, they don't see us every single day. But they they go everywhere together. But they see each other every single day. And so they are their family. They're their best friend and they're their person, you know. really sweet. And I take a lot of comfort in that and have loved actually watching their friendship and their closeness Mm. galvanised through this chapter. It's beautiful. Because they've become really, really tight. But I know the day is going to come when they want their own room. Like sometimes they even talk about it. Will we ever have our own rooms? I'm like, yeah, yeah, one day. I hope so. I don't know. We live in Sydney. (laughs) Maybe you won't. I'll put a curtain up like in the Brady Bunch. Mm. But that sense of safety is really lovely. And when they do wake up in the morning, sometimes they will wake the other, but they also get on their iPads and play and put the light on. And then Isla makes them both breakfast and it's like, they've got their own little thing going on and it's it's really nice. Yeah. I think the pros far outweigh the cons. Yes. Yeah, definitely. We had our kids sharing a room on holiday and it was challenging. We had to do a bit of a do do routine with like, okay, who do we put down first yeah. and wait till they're asleep before we introduce... Because if it's a novelty on holiday... It yeah, and it isn't their space and their home and their actual beds. We've just kind of muddled in and made it happen. And it's always been tricky for us for quite a few days before they settle. And then we come back home and then they're in their separate rooms. But yeah, Simone, friend of the pod, she said to me that because her kids share a room she said you've got to push through yeah you do that window yeah. and you can literally put them down to bed at, at the, the same, same time. time yeah it's lovely yeah and the question i get a lot is how did you know your kids were ready to share a room they're never going to be ready you no. decide guys you are the grown-up you just say you're now sharing a room and they'll roll with it you mm. know and she's right you push through and it becomes their normal it becomes their comfort and it's great when you go on holiday yeah because you need less room exactly you've got less like things you have to find and yeah, it literally took us like one night, mm. but I'm sure it takes three, four, a week, couple of weeks, whatever, 
but it's just you being the grown up and saying this is what's happening. I yeah, think that would I be my tip. To. I mean, my brother and I shared a tiny room, and you know what they say about little people like little spaces. That's mm-hmm. why kids yeah. love cubby houses yeah. and forts because they actually don't need no enormous. You know, I, sometimes I think there's pressure to give your kids. Like I've got a girlfriend who always talks about how I want to give my kids more than what I had. So I want them to have a big house with a big yard and a pool. And and I'm like, kids don't actually need that stuff. No. Kids will rub along with what they have and make make the best of it. And we forget that. And they love bunks. Yes. (laughs) They love bunks. bunks. Biggest space saver ever. We never had bunks in our house growing up. We didn't have a pool and a trampoline. So all those things are my weird childhood novelties. Like when I went to someone's house who had a trampoline, I was like, oh, you're so lucky. Or someone who had bunks. Bunks was always the... Yeah, they're cool. It was it. Yeah. And because I had an older brother. bitch to make the bed. But anyway, whatever. Make your kid do it. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, I loved... Guy will put a fitted sheet on. I was like, I'm not Brilliant. getting out there and doing that. I think bottom bunks are a pain, or is it more the top bunks? Oh, All of it? Look, none of it's fun. Yeah, none of it's fun. So thanks, Revs. It's definitely something I'm keen to try. And DLs for anyone who's been hesitant about giving it a go, I'd say go for it. What have you got to lose? Absolutely. A shitload of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> a shitload of sleep and some furniture costs. No, you can do it. Go for it. Reclaim a room. Absolutely. And then sleep in separate beds with your husband. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's how you can do it. Yeah. Make those other jerks sleep together so you can have some space. Damn straight. Hit me with your not spawn. Have I got a not spawn for you, parents with young kids? Do you, do you? I do. It's an app. Since sharing about the apps I downloaded for my kids' flight overseas, I've had a lot of questions from people who, you know, didn't screenshot and said, what was that app that you recommended? We love you guys. Thank you for being here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I've got a new one. We all know that I'm already a big fan of reading eggs. I don't need to bring that up again. But a new one that I've recently downloaded, of course, full credit to the good mum. Rafa played this game on her daughter's iPad and I've never seen Rafa so engaged. And whenever Rafa gets engaged in any sort of app, I always spend about half an hour watching and learning the game because I always want to suss the sitch. It's called Play and Code. Raf's four years old. She's perfect, but I think five, six, seven-year-olds would love it as well. But essentially, it's kids learning how to code through games. Very and cool. it's all STEM-based mm-hmm. learning. And we have to remember that boys are naturally drawn and gravitate towards STEM. And so, encouraged. And encouraged, yeah. yeah. Consciously or unconsciously, they just are because they naturally like to build and problem solve. And it's actually a skill that we need to develop more in girls. And what I love about playing code is obviously it's all game-based, but once the kids learn the knack of the games, they have a section where they can actually build their own games from scratch and create problems for them to then later solve. I cannot wait for Rafa to invent a game and buy us all houses on the Greek islands. Perfect. A yacht would be nice. I'd be okay with that. I'll take a super yacht. It's fine. But I just think I'm so happy to lean in to coding. Now, I've very publicly expressed that I'm not massively into the idea of gaming. Like stupid games like Candy Crush, very different. Like I'm talking the hardcore gamer games that you get online. I'm not keen on that, but coding is a skill for life. It's the future. Mm -hmm. I would love her to be equipped with not only the knowledge, but the language of coding because it is like another language. Yeah. And this app called Play and Code is brilliant. Do my kids play Code Spark, which oh, is the bigger kid version? Yeah. They actually do it at school. 
Great. And they have it on their home iPads as well. And it's like screen time you actually feel good about. It's yeah. kind of like the techie version of reading eggs. Like, you know, they're learning something. It's very good brain work. Yeah, guilt-free screen time. So we need more of that for our kids. Now, I've got a sunscreen. Revs, <laughs> hold up, hold up. You did a sunscreen week before last. That, I'm was, so- a, that was a body SPF. <laughs> yeah, and then prior to that, you've done a sunscreen spray. And mist, prior mist, and prior mist. to that, you've this done a different. sunscreen serum. Like, you are the sunscreen... <laughs> Queen. We live in Australia. You could have a drawer full of 50 different types of sunscreen for 50 different occasions. And that would be legit. You're not wrong. This is like a lotion, like a beach lotion you can put on the entire family. As opposed to? As opposed to a mist. All right. Or a serum. Sorry, have you not recommended a full body sunscreen? Yes, you did last week. No, I didn't. It was a body sunscreen. That's a makeup. Oh, it was a makeup. Okay, all right. I sit corrected. with me. So this is by Feel Good Inc., Mm-hmm. It's called the Coconut Sunscreen Lotion SPF 50. Nice. It smells like the bougiest fucking Maldives holiday you've ever been on. I've never been to the Maldives. It smells like a bougie holiday. <laughs> it smells like you've got a chilly coconut margarita in one hand and no worries in the other. Oh, you know, like beautiful. it's a real chill holiday vibe. Very nice on the skin. Like it feels like skincare, oh, but of course nice. it's just SPF. It's 50 plus. Which is, I think isn't. Isn't that the base SPF that's recommended in Australia? Yeah, you should have 50 plus. Like, when I see people with 20 plus, I'm like, what are you doing? What are you playing with? What are you playing at? You've never been to Australia before, clearly. Yeah, and also just your reminder to get your skin checked if you haven't. Go get it done. I get mine done every single year. Very, very important. They always find something. So, Feel Good Ink Coconut Sunscreen Lotion SPF 50. They have a whole range of products. They've got sensitive skin. They've got a facial one. They've got lots of different ones. It's a beautiful brand, but this particular one, I'm... I'm all out. Empty. Can I just ask about the application? Because I'm fussy with sunscreen. Mm, Is it's like, it? And then rub it on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm more about the texture. Yes, because it's creamy, like a thick moisturizer, like a night cream. Okay, because my favorite brand. Not trying to gazump to what you've just recommended. <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> but it's the body sunscreen by Ultraviolet. Yes. The reason why I love it is because of the consistency and the ease of application. There's not enough in the tube. You go through it so quickly. You do. Yeah. This... I, I reserve it for me. Yeah. It's yeah, like this. Yeah. <laughs> my kids and my husband get a different type. Yeah. I get the fancy. This is the one I chuck in the beach bag and we put it on like arms and legs every day for school. And yeah, I put it beautiful. on every time I go do outdoor exercise. All right, even I'm through into winter. This it's really nice. Yeah, good. Love it. That is enough jibber jabber. Yeah, we did talk a lot of shit yeah, today. And did. I think we should sign off. Yeah. <laughs> we love you. Bye.